I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wrestle me, Pete. Wrestle me, Mark. Mark, I cannot start this podcast without mentioning something you mentioned about five seconds ago. Oh, what was that? Uh, scallops. You don't like scallops? No. Or scallops. What's no. that about? I, I, well, I, don't like, I don't like fish generally. Okay, right. I must admit. I must admit. It's, it's, You're a, a, sea it's a sad failing. Oh. I, do you know what? Anything, oh. Everything else that like, smells like fish... Yeah. You'd go, oh, that smells of fish, it's off. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, oh, so fishy. Oh, delicious. <laughs> Mate, look at them. Look at them. I do eat prawns, but right. that's because I think they look properly like aliens. Yeah. And I find eating them is a thrilling experience. <laughs> but fish is fish is just gr- just fucking horrible. I had a prawn in a sandwich that was like from those. You know when you like, um, somebody has a business meeting and they have that big platter? Oh, yeah. They have a big platter of loads of sandwiches. There was a... A pretty moody-looking prawn <laughs> that had been out for some hours. So we're going to see how that one pans out. I like the combination of <laughs> things like prawns with things they would never have come into contact with, mayonnaise. like mayonnaise and lemon and, and tomato ketchup. I like that because I think even in death they're sort of going weird, <laughs> just like your body is putting something that you've never ever thought of. It's Great. like it's like get, making a camel's hair stand up on end with a Van de Graaff generator. <laughs> Why would those two things be together? I'd do that. I would like to say that's kind I of would what do I would that. do. And then I'd eat the camel. Yeah, and I'd, I want the humps to vibrate. <laughs> have you ever eaten camel? Uh, no. No, I have had those um, camel ball sweets you get in uh, in, in dodgy um, supermarkets. Uh-huh. And what they're, are they? They're just, um, they're just chewy balls candy, uh-huh. but they've got camel balls written on them. <laughs> and you buy them in, like, Turkish supermarkets on Holloway Road. You know what will get people buying this horrible sweet? <laughs> let's, let's, call, let, let's, let's call them camel balls. Like the balls of a camel. <laughs> How many have we sold this year? Five. I bought some in a Turkish supermarket on Holloway Road quite recently, and it's clearly in my head. Mm. Um, there was this flavour of um, of chewing gum that was completely flavourless. Really? It was just like chewing a. It was chewing gum, but it was completely flavourless. Was it supposed to be? I think it was supposed to be Fallim. Fallim chewing gum. It has no taste. <laughs> Unless there was a fuck up the factory, Fallim chewing gum. Do not eat it. A fuck up at the Fallim factory. A fuck up at the Fallim factory. <laughs> 
In Falaraki. <laughs> I really wanted to say surely not, but then there were no Fs. <laughs> no. And I could not get it. Fuck well, off. <laughs> what a warm welcome to the podcast. Yes. How nice to start the podcast like most podcasts start. Exactly. By having no a direction, chat. just nonsense. Yeah. Oh, I, sorry about that. I imagine people would be furious about it. They'll be writing to the LMPs. Mate, we've done like 37 hours worth of stuff where we haven't just like chatted about. Yeah, we went. We, we, <laughs> You went a bit foreign then. Chatted I'm about. I chatted, chatted about. I'm Welcome like, to my chocolate supermarket. It's like the, the youth in it. They'd say, <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? They'd go, we was chatting about. We was chatting about. We was just having in a chat. whip. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back for WrestleMe. Since we spoke, since we last spoke into these microphones, mm. um, this is very much a one-way street with our talking, um, we did a live show, Mark. We did, yes. Oh, it was so much fun. At the London Podcast Festival. Thank you so much for everyone who came down, because yeah, um, was... I wasn't sure I was going to go. Hey, it was great to meet everyone, actually, that mm. we, we got to meet. Do you know what I was really heartbroken by? We 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 nipped off, like, round the back when we finished, because that's right. the way we had to go out. Yeah. And it took us straight back into our dressing room, and we got changed. And I thought, oh, actually, I'd like to be sort of, like, chatting to everyone and saying thanks yeah, a lot. Yeah, I wasn't sure how that worked, because... Um, in we were number... literally there three minutes later and everyone had gone. <laughs> I know, I, mean, I, was expecting, I, was, I was expecting people to be in, like, the bar or something, but then there wasn't really a bar. I couldn't really figure it, it out. It was quite a posh venue, wasn't it? It was, yeah. We did it before, and there was, like, this kind of room, but it was more like a VIP room, so it was all of the podcasters, and I didn't enjoy that. I felt like we'd mugged everyone I off. I can't so think to... of anything worse than <laughs> hanging in a room with a load of other podcasters. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awful. Oh. Yeah. Um, but we had fun, we dressed up, uh, we sang a song. Yeah. Which will not be repeated on this. And, and actually, I mean, one of the things that has been slightly annoying is that we, we, we're not going to be releasing this for the simple reason that we put so much material in it mm. that we don't have the copyright for. And we, <laughs> I know we use stuff occasionally here and there, yeah. but that looked like it would be taking the piss. Yes, I think I think it, we might get in trouble with that one, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. And, and taste and decency, if, if nothing else. <laughs> um, it was quite blue. It was rather blue. A lot of fun, though. It um, was. It yes. was really great. Um, I, I think we're going to be chatting with some people about possibly putting it on yep. in other places if you've, got a, soon. if you've got a big venue, yeah. we'll come and fill it with wrestling fans. Yes, and preferably outside the old London. Yes. Let's go to the old somewhere else. Let's go somewhere else. Manchester, Bristol, yeah. somewhere, Newcastle. Somewhere, somewhere colder. <laughs> somewhere where, like, coffee is a bit cheaper. Yes. Not much cheaper. No. A little, a little bit, bit. cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so that was fun, and uh, thank you. Did you everyone. see the important wrestling story this week? Um... No. Ric oh. Flair got married. Right. <laughs> so, I'm across this. Good. I didn't realise, because Ric Flair, I thought he's, he's not been well for a little while. No, um, that's right. He's, he's yeah. not looking in the, in the best of shape, to be honest, but he, he's still with us, and, he, and, he, and, he's, and he's getting married. So, so that was a recent marriage. I wondered why these pictures had resurfaced, yeah. or just surfaced. Um, hey, of, this, of, of the don't make the mistake of thinking this is Ric Flair's first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair is not one of your one-and-done dudes. No. He is, uh, I think this, maybe it's his third, I think, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. But uh, it's... He likes his woman. <laughs> he, 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 I love, I love Ric Flair. I actually looked at some of his old <laughs> wedding photos. That bizarre thing of being a sportsman mm. and someone who's been to your wedding, who presumably <laughs> you haven't talked to for years, has just sort of either sold it or put it up online. <laughs> and there was a, a photo of him getting married uh, to uh, his wife, who is the mother of uh, current superstar Charlotte uh, Flair. Right, okay. And yeah. he's, they're, they're all wearing, everyone's wearing the same sort of, uh, a turquoise 
cowboysy <laughs> suit, and it's in the eighties. Mm. And his best men are Ricky Steamboat and Roddy Piper, and right. it's really weird seeing them all standing there, <laughs> you know, in, in a, in in a church big, in their big boy suits. In their big boy suits. Oh, lovely! Yeah, it was. Uh, 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 they made all the papers because yeah. they looked, by and large, quite bizarre uh, as <laughs> a spectacle. There's a man. Um, T- two things that I remember from the pictures: uh, the Undertaker's drinking um, uh, yeah. <laughs> habit, uh, not habit, but like basically <laughs> he's he's double fisted, yeah, but on, only one fist. Yeah, he's got two shots of whiskey in the same hand. <laughs> yes, not even shots. I mean, they're tumblers, they're, they're, they're of, tumblers whiskey. of whiskey, he's and a- I am, and you can't see his other hand. <laughs> I can only assu- one can only assume I, he's quadruple fisting. The, the Undertaker <laughs> is not wearing a suit. No, he's, he's wearing a big purple uh, shirt. <laughs> undone. Yeah. And does he have a sort of do rag on? I think he might have, yeah. He, he certainly doesn't okay, have, yeah. like, just his hair out. And I was looking at it <laughs> and I was thinking, I wonder what the dress code for this was. No, yeah. And then Michael Hayes, formerly of the Fabulous Freebirds, mm. there were pictures of him. Right, is he the guy <laughs> Is he the guy in an all-pink ensemble oh, and a black yeah. bum bag? Imagine if Juicy Couture made, <laughs> made wedding suits for divorced men. <laughs> I mean, the bum bag set it off wonderfully. Such wrestler wear. A little bum bag, always important. Oh, my God. He He's looks... got pockets. He's got pockets. He's got a suit on. Put this shit in your pockets. <laughs> what does Mike Ways have? He doesn't have anything. This isn't the... Um, who's the guy who... Um, you told me about a wrestler who may have found his way into one of those um, WWE um, video games that was completely nude. Oh, yes. That nude. Was, um, that, that was Naked Midian. <laughs> Naked Midian. Naked Midian. And he had a bum bag. He did have a bum bag. I think there's a joke about the bum bag because it was such wrestler wear. So in the right. 80s, when you see the wrestlers and they're all in Japan, when they're not wearing their actual wrestling outfits, yeah. they're quite often in sort of sportswear, Zubaz. Yeah. And things like that. But they'll always have, have a, a bum, bum bag. bag. So Scott Steiner in the Steiner Brothers, even like in the mid-90s, <laughs> he always had this black bum bag on whatever he was wearing. <laughs> Where would you find one nowadays? Where did Michael Hayes find a designer wedding bum bag? Um, they are back. Uh, or like these kind of like <laughs> sling ones that kind of go across the body. But yeah. he's probably just wearing one of them he's, as yeah. a bum bag. I should think so. He's probably got a bit of a belly on him. He's, he's one of the big um, heads of creative in WWE. Oh, right, Has okay. been for a long time. Well, I mean, S- obviously looking at his career. Yeah. You can tell he's uh, looking after his money wisely because he's not wasting it on attractive suits. <laughs> That's where he's keeping his there money. There was also a really unfortunate picture of Ric Flair uh, kissing his bride. Right. And out of, I saw lots of them and, uh, you know, they're all normal. Hmm. And there's just one where his mouth is open and his tongue is coming out. Nice. Does look like a horror film. Come on. It really on. is that thing of, because he's got white hair, kissing. he looks a bit like the mummy. <laughs> And it looks a little bit like the mummy is, you know, forcing himself on a woman. Also a ride. <laughs> I think they made a ride in Orlando <laughs> for, for the mummy. I will only longest, appear longest as, line. as things that have relevance to Space Mountain, <laughs> even on my wedding day. But, uh, I mean, congratulations to Ric Flair. He yeah. has been, he's gone through a really tough time recently. He's uh, had a lot of major health issues. Right. Um, but he seems to be turning a corner on those. Mm. It's, uh, it certainly looked last year like he wasn't long for the world. Mm. Look at him now, this getting is... married and Frenching a woman. I was... I was... It's the dream with the, with the Undertaker, who's trying just trying to get his massive seven foot body drunk. <laughs> and Dennis Rodman, and Dennis Rodman, Dennis who Rodman looks the most there. normal of everyone there, <laughs> which is an achievement for crying out loud. It really is. Yeah. What? What do those people talk about? <laughs>
Oh. What do they? The business? Don't North know. Korea? What are they, what are they talking uh, about? Whether, uh, whether, where sort of that weird noise is coming from and it's just Rick sort of chuckling away. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't picture. <laughs> I, it, it, do you know what? It also looked like sort of an uncomfortable do <laughs> in that everyone, all the photographs, everyone looks a bit stiff, like they're sort of going, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, just awful. But it's nice to see wrestling actually get mainstream coverage. Yeah. But they gave mainstream coverage with sort of going, here's Ric Flair. And it wasn't like, oh, Ric Flair is a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he yeah, used yeah. to be good and this, that, the other. They were just like, Ric Flair gets married. I guess because a lot of online um, journalists aren't necessarily of the old school and they probably, you know, grew up watching wrestling or yeah. experiencing it firsthand. Now, again, nice they didn't take her at uh, an event that isn't uh, a funeral, presumably. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't understand why he's not dressed correctly because he's like, well, what do you wear to a wedding? I've not uh, been to one. Absolutely. Apart from my own. I have never known the, the happiness <laughs> of an organised event. Maybe he'll be like the... Now, now he'll become a new character. Now he's experienced a wedding. He'll be Mr. The... Mr. First Night Sex. Yeah. <laughs> David Civil Partnership, and he will be. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll just be the officiator for all the weddings. Oh, Lovely. I love your booking. It's always so oh, good. Always. T- I did some uh, on the live show, didn't I? It was just endless. I think I might have professed my love for um, sardines. So I know you don't like fish. So apologies for that. I was just, no, it's all right. I didn't want to bring it up, but no, uh, sorry, I mean, if, if you're going to keep on going on about it, you know, <laughs> let me know because I can leave. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania 13, can you feel the heat? The heat is here. The heat is occasionally around. <laughs> uh, uh, this this, this uh, uh, interesting WrestleMania, historically so really interesting, interesting mm. because it's, uh, it's very uneven watching it. <laughs> it is, again, uh, there's been a lot of WrestleManias we said this about, but this is another one which online is quite often pegged as being the worst WrestleMania of all time. Oh, really? But for the fact it has... That match, in. yeah, it has the match between Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin mm. in an I Quit match, which is one of the—I uh, I, I mean, say one of the—it's it, it, certainly the, one of the top two WrestleMania matches of mm. all time. And I think it—I think I'm putting that with Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker, which yeah. comes at 25. I think it's far—it's it, it, just better than the Randy Savage Ricky Steamboat match yeah. because what it brings to it is is unusual. It's not really about even the quality of the wrestling. It's just the sheer aggression between two guys who are at the top of their game. The storytelling in it is unbelievable. Mm. And it's just... The other thing it does is, like some of the WrestleManias that we've hit on in the past, these key matches where everything changes as Mm. a result of them. And that match is everything. Historically important, incredible to watch, Mm. great performers, and flawlessly told. So you can't really say it's the worst WrestleMania of all time because it it has has this match. But that happens so often in WrestleMania, doesn't it? It's always like, oh, this sucks, apart from this. Yeah, Which changed everything forever. Those vintage years that people sort of will go, maybe, you know, if you pick for example, say 2000, and you'll say mm. 2000 is probably the, one of the best in-ring WWE wrestling years right. in history. A lot of the matches are bad, mm. but it's just there's enough of them that you go, gosh, this has got a higher proportion of decent-ish matches and mm. great matches, and other years just sort of you know have a couple of great or they're a lower standard. This WrestleMania is full of stuff that's bad, but that match is just any card it's on automatically just becomes a good card. Yeah. Ah, it's an astonishing it's, piece it of work. And we will obviously come on to it. Um, it opens, it's, it's Chicago, I believe. That's right, yeah. It's the Rosemont Horizon. A mm. long-time wrestling big sort of venue. Mm. It's the first time they'd done a WrestleMania in Chicago since WrestleMania 2. Right. And it was actually a bit of a disaster. Um, it's the only WrestleMania that didn't sell out. 
Oh, the really? What, this one? And there's only 18,000 people there. I think there were 16,500 paid, so the rest of them were tickets that were given away, that were mm. comped. They used to do a thing back in the old days where if they couldn't get rid of tickets for a big wrestling match, they'd go to, like, an auto dealer and they'd say, uh, if you sell a car, will you give away 10 tickets? That yeah. sort of thing. And so they, they give away a lot of free tickets. Yeah. It's known as papering in yeah. the business. And uh, what you see here is there's a lot of papering mm. and it's still not full. So it's one of the, I think it's it's the... It's the only WrestleMania to not sell out, but it also performed really badly on pay-per-view. So I think there were only 289,000 buys, Mm. and that is the lowest of all WrestleManias up until the point in the last couple of years where they've put it on the network and pay-per-view is no longer the important stream of revenue. So it's, it's... with the people around at the time, the audience, nobody wanted to see this. Mm. And it's incredible that this is the thing that then makes the rocket go up. All yeah. the people who missed this would have been annoyed because <laughs> within three months they were all watching again. Well, the, um, uh, there's at one point where um, Vince says, uh, oh, yeah, uh, next year, uh, this uh, the WrestleMania 14 is going to happen. You cannot buy tickets. Do not try and buy tickets. Tickets are not on sale. <laughs> Don't try and buy them. Vince, his little thing, right? If you don't want people to buy tickets for your thing... Don't mention it. Don't put up a thing that goes, it's coming, it's coming, and then spend the next two minutes going, you can't buy tickets, just look at it. Look at it. Imagine what it'll be like. But don't... There's the PlayStation blimp. Look at at that. Look at the PlayStation blimp. (laughs) The PlayStation blimp looks really out of place. It doesn't realise that since last year when WrestleMania was fun and for kids, it's hovering above and there's just insane violence happening beneath it. And it looks like... It's odd. I saw all began thinking it was going to be looking around going oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs> it's floated in from like a, a, a formula one game yeah. hello boys and girls <laughs> oh you oh my sweet jesus oh you want to play crash bandicoot oh god <laughs> he's got his finger in his eye <laughs> there's pools of blood <laughs> they really are pools of blood yeah Oy. they really are um there's a, 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 how many signs are in this WrestleMania? Uh, amazing. Everyone's got a sign. I've never seen so many signs. Uh, one of them, really made me laugh, um, a kid holding up, 10-year WrestleMania watcher. <laughs> I've done that in six fucking months, mate, so fuck you, all right? Where's and I've done 13 sign? of them. Where's my sign? <laughs> I've done 13 in six months. There were some really odd ones. There was, um, uh, I think, one that said... Uh, you know, John the Baptist. Weird <laughs> nose. It says Simon of Arimathea. Arimathea. Oh, Christ. Arimathea? Is it Arimathea? Do you know It's so easy to spell, so hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's lots of, like, um, signs, like, people really buying into the WCW or, or is it ECW, I can't remember which one yeah. was the other, the other thing, uh, and WWE kind of uh, rivalry. Yeah, well... Like, what, corporate kind of the, the, identity. The two key things that are happening here <laughs> is, 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 firstly, is the first time Time, the WWF are having competition. Yes. So WCW have always been the number two, but number two by a long way. Mm. And they've got Hulk Hogan now, and they're beginning to do well on pay-per-view, and they are building and building and building. And suddenly, they seem cooler than the WWF. Mm. And men in their 20s and their teens are beginning to vocally watch that and support it. The other thing that happens is ECW sets up. So ECW has been running since about 1993. Mm. And... Uh, Paul Heyman takes over, 95, 96, 97, it grows and grows and grows. And what they present is a thing for people who wanted to watch wrestling who aren't kids. They give an alternative. And it's violent and it's bloody Mm. and, uh, conversely, 
they also have these incredible technical matches by people from all over the world. Yeah. So it's one of the first places where you'll see Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho. But you can also then see these, you know, violent matches with Terry Funk and Cactus Jack. Mm. Um, and so you've got these two competing things. One is doing the WWE stars better than WWE. The other is doing wrestling better than WWE. And they are stuck between the two of them. Yeah. So they have to start making changes. A couple of things that, that, that happen in this. One is a new guy is pushed forward. So Vince is beginning to panic. The old way they've been doing things is not working because they've got competition and it's encroaching on them. Mm. So he's always been working with people like Pat Patterson um, and he decides to take a chance on a guy called Vince Russo. Right. Vince Russo was the former editor of the WWF magazine, mm. and he was writing these little columns where he'd sort of do, you know, confidential. Oh, I noticed that Marlena was smoking a cigar the other day, but mm. it didn't look like it was gold dust, that sort of thing. Yeah. And he is brought in with no experience. The first time he's... I think he's writing what's happening in the ring before he's ever even stood by the ring while a match is going on. Okay. He's a huge fan, and he begins bringing in elements that people like Pat Patterson and Vince McMahon are totally out of touch with. Things like reality TV, mm. things like sort of adult drama storylines. And he begins pushing these in. And that's one of the things that under Vince McMahon's watch gives birth to the Attitude Era. Mm. So what you see here is Vince Russo beginning to have an effect on the WWF. You're beginning right. to see more adult themes coming through, more strange things. One of the things that happens a lot with Vince Russo is there aren't matches where people just one wins, one loses. There's always run-ins, or there's always a ref bump, or yeah. there's a disqualification. Mm. And you begin to see that like those, happening here. <laughs> I do like the. I, I know they're cheap, but I do like them. Done well, they're great. Someone appearing like, oh, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Oh, okay. that, that, that's always great. I think it's when this, this WrestleMania does suffer from it. They have a lot of yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, I mean the first match, I the, mean, the, ma the, the almost the matches don't mean anything because you no. almost think, well, something will happen at the end or something will. If, if you want parity and you go, <laughs> well, if they never lose, then everyone's really high. Mm. What happens is that nobody ever breaks out. No, and yeah. it just it just stuffs it really. Mm. Um, this WrestleMania again, it's a schizophrenic one. So they have this sort of sense of the reality stuff, and you can see that in the Gold Dust match. You can see it with the Nation of Domination. Mm. You can see this sort of more adult sort of strand coming through. Yeah. You can also see the reality strand coming through. So Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels not getting on, they begin explicitly using that in the ring. But the other thing you can see is they've still got one foot in the old WWF. Mm. So the theme tune for this, they have this, they have this opening, which is... It's like sort of a CSI drama sort of thing <laughs> where you're just seeing people attacking each other. Yeah. And there's a really weird sort of um, voiceover, which is really sort of sinister. So the voiceover... This year, a tempest engulfs utopia. <laughs> and it's all these sort of words that you're a bit like, oh, they're trying hard. Yeah. Um, watch as our heroes step down from their pedestals. <laughs> and they have all this. And you see, like, the Nation of Domination having sort of gang warfare. Mm. There's sort of sexy women. There's defiance of authority. So you get, like, Undertaker mm. choke slamming a referee and all this. And then... They kick into Simon Cowell's WrestleMania thing. It's just too. How long do they keep this theme for? Do they do they re-record it or something? Well, this is the last year because next year you've got like Mike Tyson is in the ring. I don't think you're going to go. Do you know what Mike Tyson? What is this shit? What is this shit? 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The ultimate warrior! Fuck it! So uh, it's also uh, just a weird sort of little thing. It's the last WrestleMania to use the red, white, and blue ring ropes, oh. and I think it was all part of their thing of going, "Let's put the past to bed, right?" And let's and let's move on. Um, the uh, other thing that's really worth noting is this is not supposed to be the main event: Undertaker versus Sid. Nobody was Nobody even expecting this. No one was expecting this two months before right. because it had been planned for a year that this main event was going to be WWF champion Shawn Michaels ah. versus Bret Hart. And Bret Hart was going to get the win back that he'd given Shawn Michaels in the Iron Man match at WrestleMania 12. Yeah. Um, Bret Hart had said the way he wanted to do it and it had sort of half been agreed. And Bret Hart wanted it that as Shawn Michaels went to do a replay, if you like, of the end of the Iron Man match, he went to give him a, a super kick. Bret Hart would grab his foot and he'd put on a uh, ankle lock, a legitimate sort of UFC-style heel hook. Mm. And Shawn Michaels would immediately tap out and they'd say he'd broken his leg and it would look sort of sporting and mm. real. 
And Bret Hart said, as soon as I did that, I was going to stand over him and I was going to go, fuck you. Um, that didn't happen because in, in February, Shawn Michaels, who is the champion, he's just won the belt back from Sid Vicious. Mm. He, or, or Sid in this case, I prefer the name Sid Vicious. When he, when he came in the, in the early 90s and he became Sid Justice, mm. that, meant, that was meaningless. Justice sounds a bit like Vicious, but what's a Sid Justice? No. It, it's a nothing. Sid Vicious is from the Sex Pistols. That's why it works. Yeah. That's why it's I, a I mean, good it's literally name. a stolen name. It, it is, it is. But Sid Justice is nothing. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, so Sid loses the, the belt back to Shawn Michaels. He's the mm. champion. This is two months before WrestleMania. And Shawn Michaels suddenly decides he's got a knee injury. Right. And he does a, uh, a talk on Raw. He does an interview. Really famous. Uh, it's called the Losing My Smile speech. Yes. Where he comes out and he says... I, I I love performing, I just love it so much, but I can't perform at the level I want to. I'm going to have knee surgery, I might be back, I might not, I want to thank all of you. He said, um, uh, the, the, the problem is I've lost so much, people think I'm, 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 you know, a pain and everything, but I've lost so much, the most important thing is I've lost my smile. And he talks about having to go back to get his smile, and he, he wells up doing this, mm. and he hands over the belt to Vince McMahon. Mm. Now, Bret Hart didn't believe for a moment he had anything wrong with him. And I think there was a, a lot of scepticism about it. This was the third time that Shawn Michaels had handed in a title so he didn't lose it. Right. He'd done it with the Intercontinental belt. I think he'd done it with the tag team belts. And then he did it with the World Championship. Mm. He came back very shortly after WrestleMania. <laughs> And he then actually did it again with the tag team belts. He was stripped of those because he had a fight backstage with Bret Hart. So you've got this funny thing that's happening, which is it's becoming real. Mm. So Shawn Michaels is, is, is throwing the belt down and Bret Hart is saying, I know what you're doing, I know what you're doing. And they run that through this as right. well. So that main event that we were supposed to have, we did, it never happens. Isn't that weird? Mm. Like it's, 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 it is that mixing that kind of. It's such an exciting period because they really hate each other. Yeah, and this was this was always. I mean, wrestling is always a fake sport, you know. And it, it, I, I think we said this in the early in the early sort of episodes. I think you said it in the first episode. In the first episode, it's the, the the results of what it does to you are not fake. The athleticism is not fake. The only thing is, it's predetermined. Mm. Well, this is a thing where wrestling, which is seen sure. as being a fake sport it suddenly becomes oddly real. Mm. And it's very hard at the time. And this is v sort of early days of the internet. I mean, as Shawn Michaels will teach us later. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird section. It's the early days of the internet. So what's <laughs> happening is people don't quite know what's going on. Yeah. When people are saying stuff, some of it's real and some of it isn't. And it all becomes this amazing half-reality show, half-drama, half-sport. Mm. And that's one and a half things because <laughs> wrestling is 50% better than everything I sound like Sean, Sean, uh, Scott Steiner here working this out so it is it's just a really really weird time in wrestling mm. and it, it's funny to watch you see the future here and you see the past in this one Wrestlemania and you see um, two men who don't want to work with each other because... <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean it's, it, do you know what was funny about it? I, I, obviously, I know the, the, the Hart and Michael story. Um, there's been lots of stuff over the years done about it. There was the, the great documentary Wrestling With Shadows, which is yeah. about the last days of Bret Hart. So, so it's in this sort of six-month period, mm. um, which is about the rivalry between them. You, you read all the you know, different accounts of it, the shoot interviews that both men gave, giving their versions, and ultimately, 
ultimately the point where they've come together and done a head-to-head interview with each other and they've made a, a peace and I think that's all down to the fact that Shawn Michaels he did change he had some time off he became a born-again Christian and I think they're never going to be best friends but they they did change mm. watching this knowing all that I'd forgotten how much they hated each other. <laughs> I, I, I bear, honestly, bear in mind that like a lot of what we've seen before, we've seen people who really don't like each other. Yeah, and, and dysfunctional people with their emotions Absolutely. and their steroids <laughs> <laughs> that make them unpredictable and liable to mood swings. Um, yeah, these guys really. I, don't I like can't it. think where you would go to watch <laughs> two men who hate each other that much. I can't think where you'd see it. The London Podcast Festival. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hate the man, Peter. I hated his podcast. It was boring. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking there, did I give any indication as to who that was? Because it is a joke. But I was thinking, is there anyone who might go, oh, that was me. I was thinking, no, I just said it was a bloke with a podcast. That's everyone. (laughs) You're involved with most of them. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't like any of them. Uh, um, Uh, Rowdy crowd. As well, it, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, a rowdy crowd, but yeah. And then sometimes uh, there's certain points where it goes very quiet, yeah, and you can really notice it. Mm. And yeah, and, and like the, the the kids are there again. A lot of signs, a lot of people getting getting into it. I mean, I, yeah. I think this is actually the last year as well where the kids are still present. There's a lot <laughs> of there's a huge amount of like men with moustaches who, when the camera, when they see the camera moving over, they just immediately pull their, you know, they've got no muscles, they're doughy. <laughs> and they immediately throw them up as a sort of, you know, whatever that pose is, a, yeah. you know, gun show pose. Yeah. Um, and they'll, they'll do that. And you can see in some of the, the matches, they'll cut to kids in the audience. And the kids look scared because there's just blokes around going mad. <laughs> it's like and, won the football for the first time. You know, why are all these men so, yeah. so animated and excitable? The, the closest I can, I can sort of do as a football analogy would mm. be like before it was all seater stadiums mm. then it could be a bit rowdy mm. and then you went to all seaters mm. and it, it, the WWF is like they went to an all seater for three years and then suddenly they went get rid of the seats <laughs> and it's come back yeah. this sort of much more vivid and aggressive yeah. and you know drunk and drunk there's, there's a lot of there's a lot more drunk older men in the crowd there I've are noticed. there's a bit at the end who's the guest referee at the end um, um, Ken Shamrock Ken Shamrock and there's a guy in like a plaid kind of sort of leather jacket and he keeps patting Ken Shamrock on the head and I think in any other place he is in the world he would called s- the world's most dangerous man he could pull your skin off uh, and, he he could, and he would oh and he would and he would yeah I, I, I mean it was weird to watch what, what was what was really noticeable about it is when they went in the crowd mm. that looked like a crowd but if you'd have hit any of them they'd have hit you back that was <laughs> it's fucking Chicago thrilling. baby oh, they don't fuck around man. down there bringing the Illinois <laughs> exciting um, there was a dark match uh, on this one uh, Billy Gunn uh, defeating Flash Funk yes who was also so he's better known as Two Cold Scorpio in WCW. Uh, had a great run as Vader's tag team partner in Noah. He was an ECW star. Right. And this was part of the... Uh, the WWE, quite early on, had begun funneling money to Paul Heyman and ECW mm. to act sort of as a feeder system. Yeah. Uh, they'd had some of their big stars, um, Mick Foley, Mankind, mm. Stone Cold, Steve Austin. They'd come through ECW. Right. And they obviously realised that this was something to keep an eye on. So yeah. they, they'd begun funding it. And there was a certain amount of talent reciprocation. So mm. Flash Funk doing the pay-per-view there. Um, I noticed on Wikipedia it said he was accompanied Flash Funk by the Funkettes Tracy and Funkette Nadine. Is, it, is that like Pat Sharp's um, twins? Yeah, it'll be like that, but I imagine they probably worked in a Chicago strip club. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> I've not had a Google of them. I did have a Google of um, Flash Funk because um, mm. I think his name is cool. Um, <laughs> he was too cold, Scorpio. He was, yes. Too cold. Yes. He, uh, he, he, it, trained, he trained in, in, in the New Japan dojo, and I was trying to find where this New Japan dojo is because uh-huh. I know a little bit of Japan. I can't find the address. I want to find it so I can uh, visit. I mean, I think it is still running. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it, it will be running because I mean, I guess there, the company. There, yeah, there are some big. I'm hearing of, Shinjuku, but I'm not sure. There, well, there are some big stars uh, working in New Japan at the minute. Mm. It tends to a lot of the, the the gaijin stars will go there because it is seen as being the key place to yeah. learn. If you're, well, it, you know, certain way up the rung. Well, so. they've opened they've opened a, a camp. They've opened like a, a dojo in um, Los Angeles, I think. Or yes, Francisco, that's right. Uh, that's been running for quite a while, I think, under a guy called Simon Inoki. I've been. Uh, I've been looking at uh, the camp schedule in July 2018. <laughs> I bet it's not for us. Three days, 300 US dollars per session. Mm. There's three sessions, um, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. with a one-hour lunch break. It's over three days. $100 a day, it's not too bad. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to do it. They would twist <laughs> your feet backwards. I was, because I was on the WWE Network, uh, which mm-hmm. is very good, I've said before. It's an excellent product. Um, and we're not even, we're obviously not being better to do this. <laughs> good All God, we do can is you imagine? Talk about their former employees murdered people. Can you imagine if we were paid by it? Uh, it's an excellent product. Uh, and, and they just had a clip on the front page of, um, oh, was it that guy? He, he added screwdriver in the man's ear. Oh, yes, Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Oh, he's the one I fell Versus out with. Versus Jeff Hardy. He's the one I fell out <laughs> yes, with. Yes, he was. Um, he had a, so he, he had a screwdriver through his, through his um, his uh, what do you call them, like ear, ear piercing. Ear, yeah. yeah, the big... Lump, the big, ones uh, you put the discs in. Yeah, and he had a, a screwdriver and he was twisting it around. I was like, that's <laughs> disgusting. That is just disgusting. That's more disgusting than what I saw later at WrestleMania 13. <laughs> Disgu- <laughs> what a horrible thing to do. I, I watched that. Each, I'm glad I'd I, I, I'd noticed, I'd, I, was, I, was, I was up, uh, it was on last night, Hell in a Cell. Right. Is the pay-per-view. And I was up really late last night working and I just checked Twitter and mm. it, uh, the I didn't realise it had started it started an hour earlier than right. I thought and you begin to see the sort of results f- coming in and everyone was just going that is the worst thing <laughs> I have ever seen and I was like what is everyone talking and they were like this I seriously I have been I literally feel like I'm going to throw up and I was like this sounds good I was very disappointed when it was just a floppy ear yeah. awful oh dear very it was upsetting. always going to happen mm. I once saw a picture of a man with his willy through one through what? Through one of the ear holes? One of the ear holes. His own one? Uh, no, that would be <laughs> impress- That would be more impressive. Well, that's actually something that you should have a word with, with Flash Funk. Okay. He is, like Lord Alfred Hayes, oh. famously well endowed. Packing, is he? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, in the, in the old locker room. Maybe if he wrapped it, he wouldn't be t- wrapped it to serious. <laughs> that's why it's too cold, because the blood is all in his penis. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he could wrap it around his neck like Rack- a scarf. Yeah, like a lovely scarf. Keep all warm. Do your ears hang low like <laughs> Jeff Hardy's ears do. And your time is... <laughs> oh, oh, bad. The we- dark match. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently yeah. Billy Gunn won. Yes, yeah, I, I'm not even sure what gimmick he had at this point. He no. was a, a cowboy, and then he went later on to be an arse man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. An arse I'm man. an ass man. What, he liked asses or he was an arse? No, it was never quite <laughs> made clear enough for it to be comfortable. Okay. I think it was, he was called Mr. Ass as well. I think it Mr. was like, ass. look, he's, he's sort of got a nice arse if you're a woman. 
and he also likes asses. if you're a woman. <laughs> there was a slight feel of that about it. I, I don't know. Oh, somebody, I, I was, uh, there's always one um, person at WrestleMania that's got a good bum, mm. and I think it might be... Uh, Rikishi was playing some, some other character this time, wasn't he? He was. He was playing the Sultan. Yeah, he's got, an, he's got a good bum. He's got an astonishingly I mean, it's, good it's bum. It's gigantic, but yeah. I mean, he's got a good bum. Oh, you've got to say it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's yeah. good. I mean, it's, it's, there's more to love. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, huge, it is. Huge, big old bum. Big old bum. Big old bum. Mark old once, bum. Uh, Mark, <laughs> okay, uh, in, aided by me, once um, wrote uh, a song called Big Old Bum, and it was Mike Reed, the, uh, yeah. late, the late Mike Reed from EastEnders, I, 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 going, I, Big old bum. <laughs> I pretended to be the <laughs> late actor Mike Reed. And I think, you know, you, you obviously, obviously, if you don't know any context for it, you'll think, well, this sounds like something stupid that two lads did. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, we used to broadcast that on national radio. <laughs> Very frequently, uh, a two-minute thing of just me shouting the word "bum, bum, big old bum, big old bum." Yeah, and I think about it a lot. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's online. Lot, it's online somewhere. Look, a lot of people do say it's one of the great songs of the two thousands. And I mean, music wasn't great in the two thousands, no. so I agree with that. It's better than that. a lot of the indie landfills. It was better than the Ricks. Yeah, or the delays, <laughs> the, delays. <laughs> the Delgados, Delgados. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. Um, right, we've done the. Uh, have we have we done with the uh, dark match? Yeah, I, I I can't find anything out about it. It's no. not a match I've seen. It's so dark. It's too so dark. Too dark. Too dark. Uh, the first match that we go to is a four-team elimination match. Oh, there's a lot of hillbillies in this one. Aren't there? Yeah, there yeah. are. This is very much an ECW sort of feel to it, where they start in these multi-man matches. Right. Um, the Godwins with Hillbilly Jim versus the Headbangers versus the Blackjacks or the New Blackjacks, and mm. uh, the last team who are Doug Furness and Phil Lafon. Right, okay. Great wrestlers. Really, really good. Um, they uh, never really had a particular long run in a US uh, federation. Mm. So this is... The, they were in the WWE for, for about a year. Right. And they were very, very good. Underused, underutilised. But they were, they were huge in Japan mm. at one point. They were a very, very good pair of wrestlers. And in this, you don't get to see that at all. Because no. they... This match sort of starts. It's a big sort of smorgasbord of everyone just running around, thumping things here and there. And then uh, I think they're either disqualified or counted out really quick. Yeah, it's they don't get to do anything. Really, yeah. It's a it's an odd thing to sort of go. It would be possible for anyone to be on a WrestleMania card if that's all you had to do. Yeah, and it's such a waste. It's of just time. A me- I think there was a few matches that was it was like that. It was just a bit of a mess, really. It's just kind of like where the exception would be. Um, in another WrestleMania match where like there'd be more than one person, you know, fighting or more than two people fighting at any yeah. time. But when it's like that, it's just like, what am I, what am I supposed to be looking at? Like, yeah. there's no, nobody can get the spotlight because there's just nothing really happening. And, and just a lot of fucking, you're just watching a lot of blocking denim running around. And, and and it's that sort of thing of them saying, well, the, you know, whoever wins is going to get this title shot and everything. Well, I mean, it just, it, I don't know. There's no grudges. It becomes this mm. thing where the titles aren't important enough to justify this, and you just get the impression it's all just thrown together. Yeah. Um, there's just, just, just uh, while we hit the first match, the, the commentary is uh, Vince McMahon, mm. uh, Jerry Lawler, and Jim Ross. Jim Ross, uh, and again, that's one too many. It's mm. Vince is very much in control and doing the the play by play, but he's so annoying. Mm. And at this point, they've obviously said to, to Lawler and to the people who come in, like the Honky Tonk Man comes into a bit of color commentary. <laughs> yes. They say to them, "We're edgier now. You can go edgy." And every time one of them says something edgy. 
you hear Vince basically go, please don't fucking say that. Yeah. It's just a yeah, nightmare. Yeah. He shouldn't be there. Well, exactly. And, and yeah, if they're going edgy, um, there is some like, you know, especially when fucking China turns up. They, uh, oh. There's some, there's some um, pretty on the nose uh, jokes and um you know they're, they're pretty good jokes but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> some but of them are good some of them are good some of them are awful uh, not yeah. in relation to shine there's some dreadful ones there but yeah. um some, yeah. of, some are good some are bad but yeah you're right um people there's, yeah, there's a definite change in the words that are allowed to use and the words they're not allowed to use it's it's a it's massively night and day, night massively and day. There's, there's just one other little thing about the commentary team is they introduced the uh spanish commentators yes. carlos cabrera and hugo sevinovich mm. and then they show the the french commentators team. Ray Rougeau. Ray Rougeau. And uh, some other guy who, I mean, he's unimportant. <laughs> he, he goes, he goes, WrestleMania 9. <laughs> I don't know why. WrestleMania 9. It's not WrestleMania 9. <laughs> don't worry. They don't speak French, so they wouldn't laugh there. Um, I also do not speak French. <laughs> Carlos Cabrera, who is who is the Spanish announcer, uh, I think he always sits in the right. He is still the WWE Spanish announcer. He's still oh, really? doing that job cool. after all these years. Awesome. Next to him, Hugo Savinovich. Just one of those, those characters. He, he is uh, fantastically interesting. He was uh, in a New York gang in the 60s right. and he got involved in wrestling. He was trained by a guy called El Toro and uh, <laughs> he says that saved his life. He became a huge star in uh, WWC, which is in Puerto Rico, right. uh, as a, uh, a Rudo. A, a bad guy, uh, and <laughs> oh, you rudo! He was called El Municazar, which was the big baby doll. <laughs> and he had a mullet, and he had a little gap between his teeth, and he was really fat. And he played this like <laughs> big lover character, and he was so big as a as a rudo. He ended up marrying um, Wendy Richter, who was the uh, in WrestleMania one. She's with Cindy Lauper. She's the the, the big oh, woman yes. star. He, oh, he married okay. her, so oh, big dip. baby doll turns out to be very sexy he's indeed. done all right he's done all right there hasn't he very much so um the um speaking of uh, i was talking about ray rougeau like he's he was a city councilman i think he still is mm. and he's back doing commentary yeah for wwe um i didn't know he was um uh, he, he saved the life of his friend did he in his in his plane he can fly planes <laughs> he was he was um he had a he had an old fun hunting friend <laughs> uh-huh. and he was lost in the woods near lac Fréjean. Quebec, oh. and uh, nobody could find him. Like the police went out, couldn't find him, and so Rougeau flew his own plane around for the rescue mission, um, and they found the guy. So they saved his friend's life. I, I do you know, what oh, guy, that part what of Canada hero. where there's just nothing but space. <laughs> An and, elk. And you get to have a plane because <laughs> that's quick. I ab- oh, I love it. But, oh, by the way, we talked about the Rougeaus a few um, WrestleManias ago. We talked yeah. about their fight they had backstage with Dynamite Kid. But there's a really great thing that someone told me on Twitter. Oh, I don't have their name in front of me. I didn't know it was going to come up. I'm very annoyed with myself. Um, and it's about their theme tune. So they had a theme tune when they would come out waving little American flags mm. that would go, uh, all American boys. Yeah. And they would sing this thing about how they were all American boys. And <laughs> Then there was a verse in French. Yeah. And the verse in French <laughs> undermines everything they've said in English. And right. it basically says, if you're listening to this and you speak French, you have to know we're only doing this to annoy them. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good built-in joke. Très bien. Really Très good. fucking bien. Bon chance, Ray. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> um, the tag teams in this are, are uh, I mean, just, again, they're trying to find their way. They don't quite mm. know what they're, they're doing yet. Are, the, 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 are those moustaches real? On the, black on the blackjacks. Jacks. They don't look real. Yeah, I think they are. So are that, they? that's wow. uh, Barry Windham and JBL, mm. so uh, Bradshaw, who um, becomes uh, a champion in 2005 when they just 
don't really have anyone to stick the belt on. Right. He's a raw bone Texan who you will see now for the rest of the WrestleManias. Right. He's there until 25, his last match. Um, and... Uh, they are uh, they're doing an old gimmick from the 70s mm. Barry Windham's father was originally Blackjack Mulligan mm. um, in the Blackjacks so they've done this this gimmick before he did that he had a great gimmick which is hilarious they bring him back he's been in WCW uh, as a sort of high mid-carder yeah. and he's he, in the 80s he was fantastic a phenomenal phenomenal performer used to go for one hour draws with Ric Flair around the country he really looked like he was going to be a world champion mm. um, but at this point he's in his mid-30s and at this time mid-30s slightly makes you a bit over the hill yeah and they brought him into wwf just to sort of see what you know what you could do with him and he was one of the last people to get a bad gimmick and he got called the stalker (laughs) he was given a beret and camouflage face paint right and they basically brought him in and they said what we're gonna do is is you know you're not actually like a military man you're literally a stalker your character is based on richard ramirez the night stalker the uh horrific sexual murderer they said and all part of this like new drama thing we're doing they said what we want to do is what you're going to do is you're going to have a, a a program with mark merrow and his wife sable mm. and you're going to be stalking sable, sable. and then you're going to cut her throat and kill her. Oh. <laughs> and wow. So they, they sort of went, okay, let's do this. And Mark Merrow went, absolutely no fucking way. <laughs> what, what are you thinking? And also, like, that would end her career in Well, that. she'd be dead. Well, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think they meant that she was, was going to kill her in real life. Oh, oh Pete. Did. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, Pete. I literally forgotten the last the 30 episodes we've done of record of women in WWE <laughs> dressing rooms. Well, um, uh, if yeah. the pills don't get them, <laughs> so basically, the wrestlers will. When they said to him, look, we're not going to go ahead. This Mark Merrow is ruining it. Uh, they said, so why don't you just do a match at Survivor Series where you're a good guy? And he went, yeah, all right. And so he came out, hey. And everyone was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> so that lasted one match. And then they brought him back as his dad. Uh, what? Hang on. What, His bro- dad was the original Blackjack oh, right, Mulligan. Okay, so, so that's they, why... They basically I, go, ah, right. oh, do you know what would be a good gimmick? You know the gimmick your dad did really <laughs> successfully? Why don't you do it and see if you can make it work? How do you think that turned out? <laughs> well, more of that a little bit later on, I guess. I'll give you a spoiler. It was the shit. <laughs> um, well, we managed to get through one match. Uh, oh, we did a dark match, God damn it! <laughs> we did a dark match and we enjoyed it's it. It's at least one and a half. Oh, my my word. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with more of this nonsense. If you want to get to the show, as always, we're on Twitter. Yep, at WrestleMePod. Yep. And don't forget, if you'd like to get one of the last 10 oh. of our exclusive Holy moly. WrestleMe t-shirts mm. that say, I'm a Lord Alfred Hayes, guys, they're only available in XL and XXL, and you can find them at our shop. So if you type in Big Cartel mm. WrestleMe, that will take you straight there. So if you're a big lover baby at XXL, <laughs> you, can, uh, you can have one of them. You Hugo Savinovich will be wearing it. <laughs> is he still alive? Possibly. Yes, I think he is. Yes, he can wear it. Send him on. I will not let dead people wear our shirts. <laughs> um, that's the final truth. <laughs> Mark 3, 15, or whatever the fuck it was. Um, 318? 318. Uh, right. 16. 16. Jesus. I'm so many pot shots. Shotgun and everywhere. Um, uh, right, we'll be back next week. Uh, wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. Mate. <laughs>
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 